Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Welcome back to Mike Ferry Strategies. Tony Smith here, Vice President of the Mike Ferry Organization, and I am thrilled to continue bringing the messages of Mike's strategies. You know, right now we're in the middle of our annual production retreat, which goes off in January, the first part of the year. And we normally have these events, these major events, uh, January and then a major event in July. And the reason being is many agents uh, need to get a faster start and then at the mid-year mark of a year, they need a big push again. And so we're in the middle of our production retreat. Well, you know, I was deciding where we might go with Mike's strategies. And then today at the production retreat, Mike introduced a topic in the afternoon that really inspired me to go ahead and release this strategy now. Okay, so what we're going to do today is we're going to cover uh, Mike's top 20 lead generation skills. Now, there's a very good chance that this may carry into another podcast. So this might be one that has a extended version or to be continued on it because there's a lot of material here. But you have to consider for yourself, if you're going to build a real estate career, don't you need to figure out where you plan on getting your business? Like, isn't that the big decision that you have to make? Where am I going to get my listing leads, my buyer leads? Where am I going to find my deals? And there was a point, uh, I think I mentioned this on earlier podcasts, there was a point uh, several years ago where all of Mike Ferry's incredible coaches, you know, we've got 70 coaches around the country that coach for us. They all got together and we brainstormed for like two days. What are all of the different ways that a, a real estate agent can find business? And we literally filled up, you know, pads of paper. There was a lot of duplicates. There was a lot of double, triple. There was, we, were, we were throwing every imaginable thing out. Some good, some bad, some horribly ridiculous, right? But at the end of this exercise, we came up with basically Mike's approach, every way there is to find a listing. If you wanted to download this, you could download it. You go to mikeferry.com, you go to resources, you go to reports, and there's a report every way there is to find a listing. And what I want us to do is dig a little bit deeper in Mike's top 20. So what came out of this, I think there's 60, 62 uh, ways that we isolated that you could find business. But what we came up with as a strategy from Mike is what are the top 20? What are the best, the most efficient, right? The most effective ways out of all of them. Now, some of the other ways work, but Mike determined that as a strategy, he would recommend that if you're starting your business or really wanting to ramp it up, you probably should stick mostly in this top 20 for efficiency and effectiveness, right? So, one thing we know about Mike Ferry in his 45, 46-year career, he has always been considered a little bit controversial. You know, in the 70s and 80s, uh, he was controversial because he was openly debating whether open houses, you know, holding a house open was an effective method of taking listings and making sales. And if you ask Mike today, he still doesn't think that's an effective method. Sit around and wait for someone. Kind of passive, right? 
um, you know, today Mike is still controversial 45 years later because he likes to question the effectiveness of nonstop marketing and branding and social media. And it is the hotter topic of today, of course, but there's a lot of it that's ineffective, right? And Mike is criticized daily because he doesn't recommend an agent commit to buying a lot of leads off the internet. If they don't have the skill set to convert those leads, what is the point in spending those thousands of dollars to get them? It simply isn't logical, right? You know, if we're truly honest, the majority of this industry and so many of the speakers and coaches and training companies out there in the world are not really going to talk to you a whole ton about prospecting. And if you look at almost any other industry where they're sell- selling services or products, they're required to create revenue. Some form of prospecting has to take place. You know, the Mike Ferry's top 20 methods of finding buyers and sellers is one place that you should really consider diving deep if you want a constant, productive, profitable revenue stream. Assuming that you want one, of course. Each state and province in North America is putting out different messages telling real estate professionals what they can and can't not do. All of the rules of the governing bodies wherever you work um, are putting out rules of what you can and cannot do. So you have to work within those guidelines, of course. Okay, but let's start looking at these top 20. Number one on the list, contacting your past clients for their immediate personal business or for their referrals. You know, I have to tell you that as a longtime coach for the Mike Ferry organization, one of the biggest regrets that I see many agents come to me with is the regret that they did not start their career with this number one, contacting your past clients for their immediate personal business and for the referrals. You know, been in the business 15 years, Tony, and, and I, you know, I've been selling, but boy, I sure wish when I started, I had started on day one, collecting, gathering, asking, communicating with my past clients for their referrals, right? You know, if you find a way to call them three or four times a year and ask for referrals, right? Um, if you provide really good quality service, which I'm expecting everyone listening is planning on doing, I sure hope you are, The higher quality of service and the constant communication, the more referrals you would get in return. Number two on the list, contacting your centers of influence for their immediate business and for their referrals. The catch with this part of your database is only put people in that you know on a personal or business basis that you know. If people respect what you do, they will consider giving you referrals. You know, and you have to consider our rule of thumb is between the past client and center of influence business and the the center of influence referrals, they could very often represent 30% of your total business. So let's say round numbers, okay? So round numbers, I want to make $100,000 selling real estate this year. Well, if if you understand what we do and you work your past clients and your centers of influence properly... You, it would not be uncommon to make $30,000 and you should expect to be making $30,000 from your past clients and center of influence. That's why those two are at the top of the list because they year after year after year can consistently provide a major portion of your income. All right. Number three on the list, contacting the expired listings in your area. Expired listings. 
you know, we've already kind of looked at this in different times. We did talk about for sale by owners on a previous podcast, and we've talked about expireds. And these expireds tend to ebb and flow with the market. Here we are in, in 2021, and we're in a very robust market in most of the world. And so the number of expired listings has dropped substantially. For any of you that worked back in 2008, 9, 10, 11, there were expired listings everywhere. We were drowning in them, right? And here we are now, there was a lot less. But today, Mike said something that just hit me. He said, so you have to ask yourself, are there none? Are there some? Or are there a lot? And it's only one of those three categories, right? But the truth is, there are never none, okay? There's always some. You have to consider if you want to make this an effective source of business that you're always looking at expireds and have it be a piece of your prospecting every day, whether there's one or five or 25 that show up. You need to consider the consistency of it. Boy, we have generated so many agents through Mike Ferry that have made millions of dollars on expired listings. You should consider that as one of your top sources. Number four on the list of sources, contacting for sale by owners. Okay, it's been stated that 94% of all for sale by owners will list their homes with an agent and pay an agent. Who do they list with? They list with the agent who is professional in their approach and can present strong values in what they do for this particular person. Again, I'm going to ask you to download our for sale by owner script. It's on our website for free. We talked in depth about for sale by owners on a previous podcast. You might go back and listen to that if you want a deeper dive there. Number five on the list, just listed phone calls or doors. It's a stated fact that when a sign goes up in a front yard, the neighbors become curious. Signs create conversations among the neighbors. If you want to expand your listing inventory, you need to understand that for sale signs create for sale signs. You should be contacting by phone or at the door 15 or 20 of the neighbors around each listing you take and sale you make. Okay, Mike is clear in this strategy. Just listed phone calls or doors does two things. It proves to the seller that you're working to find a buyer and helps you take more listings. You have to consider that source. Six on the list, just sold phone calls and doors. Okay, so we listed the property and we called 15 or 20 of the neighbors and now we got it sold and closed. What if we're to go back and talk to 15 or 20 neighbors again and announce the sale? There's two great opportunities here. It allows you to promote the fact that you've sold a home in that neighborhood, right? And second, allows you to be in a conversation that could lead to a listing. You know, very common when a sale takes place, the neighbors recognize what that home sold for, and it does inspire people to go ahead and finally make the decision to sell their home. Well, gosh, if Bob got $495,000 for her, her, his home, we should be able to get four hundred ninety-five dollars or five hundred dollars for ours and it causes that listing to take place. You sure don't want to miss those. Number seven on the list. This is a little different. It sounds a little different. Working old company files. Okay, Our industry, we all know, is full of a constant and continuous turnover. Agents are coming and going. The failure rate of agents is enormous. Okay, Now, this is something you have to work out with your broker. You sit down and talk to them about maybe adopting some of these buyers and sellers from the files of the agents who have left your company. 
you know, we all know an agent comes in for a year, sells three or four or five properties, doesn't quite, it's not quite a fit for them. They leave the industry. Well, who's going to handle those files? Those buyers and sellers were good people. The company was a good company to represent them. Shouldn't you step in and, and see if you can do that? It's an incredible source. Okay. Number eight on the list, this is really only going to apply to those of you that are really involved with this in a coaching level. Okay. Eight on the list, Mike Ferry organization referrals. Okay. One of the great benefits that many of our coaching clients experience is by being involved in Mike Ferry, right? Having a coach, being involved in the referral network, hopefully showing up to a lot of live events in the future, right? Networking, masterminding, brainstorming. Those relationships with all the other incredible Mike Ferry agents creates this incredible referral opportunity. You know, some of our coaching clients are getting four or five or six deals a year from other agents that belong to Mike Ferry, different parts of the country. You can't get too many referrals, can you? You might want to consider getting involved more with us so you can get those four or five or six deals for yourself. Okay, number nine on the list. This one will also sound a little strange working with your current clients, okay? Whether they be a listing in process or a pending and asking for referrals. Top producers do this very often because they understand what happens, right? You know, the normal public is out there going on with their daily lives and they're not thinking real estate every single day, right? But the moment that they put their home for sale or the moment they get under contract to buy a home, are they thinking about real estate? Oh, they are thinking about real estate more than ever at that moment. And I don't know if you've noticed this or ever had the good fortune or the misfortune of this happening. Okay. So you list Bob and Mary's house. You list their house. You're excited about it. You get their house under contract. It goes into escrow and you have a conversation with, I'm so excited. We got your home, Bob and Mary into escrow. And they, they announced to you, gosh, this is so great. You got our home sold and my sister and brother-in-law sold their house too. This is great. We both get to move together. Okay. Great news if you got that listing. Bad news if they listed with somebody else. I don't know if you've noticed this, but people tend to move in groups or little packs, if you will. You know, uh, mom moves uh, east, then the kids come along behind right? People tend to move in packs. So if you're not literally looking at your present clients and asking them, who else do you know that wants to get their home sold and move as well? You can't assume they're going to just tell you. They're not even thinking about it, except for the fact that they're thinking real estate at a high level. That's a great little one right there. Okay. Uh, Next on the list, number 10. Now we're talking about getting listings, working sign calls. All right. Every time I say this live, people go, what? Working sign calls. What does that have to do for a li- for listings? Well, when you put a sign in the ground, okay, you have to understand that when, when you put a sign in the ground, many of the neighbors that are thinking about selling, the first thing they do is they see that sign and they call. And a lot of times they kind of act like a buyer. You know, I'm calling on one, two, three, four Jasmine street. I want to know how much is that home listed for? right? And you, you really have to consider that that's a very common occurrence for the neighbors, right? So one of the things that we ask you to do is when you get sign calls, you might start the conversation with the first question. They call in about the property. 
May I ask which home in the neighborhood you own? I'll repeat it again. May I ask which home in the neighborhood you own? You know, you really need to consider starting with that. If they're a serious buyer, what's the harm in asking that question? Well, no, I don't own any home in the neighborhood. I'm currently renting right now and I want to buy. Great. Then you just straight go into the buyer world. Well, you know, I actually live three doors down and I was checking values. Oh, okay, so I'm assuming you were checking values because you have an interest in the value of your home. Are you just interested in what your home's worth or are you actively looking to sell as well? Okay, if you will start buyer, uh, the working sign calls and consider them as a listing first and then a buyer second, you'll be amazed at how often you can stir up additional listings. Number 11 on the list, your staff's center of influence. If you have anybody working for you, you have a, a, you know, a personal assistant or a transaction coordinator or an escrow coordinator, if you have staff working for you, you have to appreciate that they have a center of influence too. They have friends, they have family, they have uh, past business associates. And if you really understand that, why not have your staff put all of their center of influence into your center of influence list and you simply call them? Okay, incredible way to get additional listings and buyer sales. 12 on the list of sources, the top 20. Direct agent referrals, okay. Developing a separate database of agents throughout the state or the country that you can have a relationship with, you can be in communication with, can oftentimes cause a great source of referrals. You know, for many markets, uh, your town or city or state that you work in, Many times it's really easy to identify where most of the people are coming from. You know, our headquarters here are in, in Las Vegas, Nevada, Mike Ferry Organization. Uh, there's a lot of people that move from California to Nevada these days. So if I were a real estate agent here in Nevada, I would definitely want to make a lot of relationships with California real estate agents so you can get those referrals back and forth. Why not? It just makes common sense. 13 on the list, Mike's top 20, knocking on cold doors, okay? It's interesting that Mike has been doing the work, and he's been doing this work for 45 years, and everybody, the only thing they say that Mike talks about is knocking on cold doors. Well, you have to consider, you have to really consider that the world needs to hear more about real estate. Let's face it, in the calendar year 2020, were the headlines plastered about real estate? Or were there other things going on in the world? There's pandemic, there's elections, there's a million other things going on. I'm convinced that right now, the public, just the general public, has had the least information about what's going on in real estate, maybe than they have ever had because of all the distractions. So if you get out there and you start canvassing some neighborhoods and door knocking, that is an incredible service. You'll be surprised at how many people don't know how great a lot of the markets are. They don't realize how low the inventory is. They don't realize that sales prices have gone up. You should always consider knocking on doors. Okay. 14 on the list, making cold phone calls. Okay. Making cold phone calls. If you don't have a thousand people in a database and you don't have a rocking steady stream of business coming in, what else do you have to do all day? Right? We understand that making cold phone calls is tedious and it's boring at times, but if you use our Mike Ferry scripts and you can create solid conversations, 
right? And if you use some of the resources we have, we have Vulcan 7 and these other resources that we have, you can get some very effective phone numbers, right? And if you make part of these calls as really a kind of a well-rounded prospecting system, if you will, what if you were to make, say, 15, 20 contacts a day cold, right? You talk to five or six from your database, you make five or six or seven FISBO or expired calls, you made 10 or 12 contacts around listings and sales, and then if you just knocked on some doors or did some cold calling, some cold phones, you're now expanding the number of people that know about you, okay? Strong, strong source of business, okay? So I mentioned to you that was going to be really tough with, with 20 sources of business. Um, it's really hard to get through them because I wanted to take a little time on each one. So we've gotten through, uh, what, 14 uh, so far. What I'd like us to do is we're going to cover the balance of those. We're going to cover the last six top sources in our next podcast next week. <laughs> I like that because now you've got to tune in again next week to get the rest. Okay, so thank you for spending the time with me today. Mike's strategies will move your business forward. Get involved with us. Participate. Find us, mikeferry.com. Find us and we are here to help. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.